Well, good morning. It's good, you're here. Excellent. It's good. Good morning, kids. Uh, it's good. Bit. Yep. I just wore you out with the singing, so it's all right. I'll forgive it. I'll just get this set. Um, yeah, my name's Alicia. Uh, if you don't know who I am, uh, and I uh, work here at church. I work with our youth and our kids uh, throughout the week, which is a lot of fun um, and such a privilege to uh, just get to share Jesus uh, with the kids that we come into contact with every week. And uh, we've got a, a great team uh, that uh, alongside me as we kind of work together to uh, do different activities and all sorts of things throughout the week. Um, so some of what you saw this morning was um, songs that are very repetitive and fun and fast. My arm's a bit sore from playing guitar. Um, Lee almost kept up with me. Um, <laughs> Um, nah, just kidding. Um, but no, what you saw this morning was just some of the fun that we kind of get to have, particularly on a Sunday morning um, with our kids, and it's always very loud and um, very fun, which I think sometimes you hear us from in here, which is good. Um, we're going to just tell a bit of a story to start off, which is fun. Um, so I think I have a couple of people lined up to help. Yeah, Abby and Bella are going to come up, which is exciting. Give them a hand. Give them a hand. And I think I need, um, I need, yeah, maybe Lila. Yeah, Lila, come up. Only because you're so tall and it's required for the part that I need you to play. Uh, we're going to tell the story. Actually, before we start, does do any of the kids remember? This is going back a bit. Probably a month ago, we told a story um, at Next Gen about a guy who, I'm trying not to give too much away, climbed a tree. Tilly, do you remember? What is it? Zacchaeus, that's it. We're going to talk a bit about Zacchaeus this morning. So we're just going to tell the story. All right, we're going to tell the story. So I need Jesus, one of you two. Actually, Abby, you can be Jesus. I'm just going to pick. <laughs> Jesus, you can be Jesus. You are Zacchaeus because you're a bit shorter. And Lila is our tree. So maybe you can stand over here. The tree can go over in that corner over there. And uh, Zacchaeus, you can just hang out here. We've got Jesus over here. I might just get out of the way with the story a bit so you can see. All right, and then Jesus entered. Oh, go through that door. Come in. Just do a grand entrance. Let's do it. She's like, how does the door open? <laughs> Ready? Okay, and Jesus entered. Good job. Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. This is Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. So he had some money. He had some money. You're pretty cool. Yep. And he sought to see who Jesus was. He was like, just want to check out who you are. Yep. Um, but he could not because of the crowd, for he was short stature, of short stature. It's a very nice way of saying it. So he ran ahead and climbed up 
in a sycamore tree, just like <laughs> to see him, for he was going to pass that way. So Jesus passed by, and uh, Jesus came to the place. He looked up and he saw him. He saw Zacchaeus. He said, "Zacchaeus, make haste, make haste, and come down." So he made haste, quickly, 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 came down and received him joyfully. He was just very happy. You can give her a hug because you're related. There we go. But when, uh, when they saw it, so the people out here saw it, and they said, they all complained. They, yep, there was some, a bit of ruckus going on in the crowd. And he said, he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. <sighs> and then, all right, and then we might just um, pause the story there because I'll tell the rest of that a little bit uh, later on. Um, and we'll go to that slide. But why don't we give these guys a hand? Very good. Very, very good. <clears throat> well done. Uh, out at Next Gen, I'm not, um, I mean, I've done a bit of acting before, but I, I never pull out the props. So we just make use of what we've got. Sometimes that's people and different things. It's very good. I'm just going to pray before I get into it. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you uh, that you gave us the Bible um, so that we can just learn a bit more about who you are, Lord. Uh, Thank you that it guides us and teaches us about who you are and also teaches us the ways in which you desire us to live as well, Lord. Uh, So we just thank you. We thank you so much for uh, young people and old people, Lord. We thank you for every person here today. We thank you for uh, their worth in you, and we thank you that uh, we're all here together today to talk about who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, this morning, before I go back and talk a bit more about uh, the story of Zacchaeus, I just wanted to share a little bit about... um, some of our vision for our next gen space. So when I say the word next gen, I mean anything that happens here at church below 18, basically. So zero to 18, all the things that happen in that space, that's what I'm kind of referring to. Um, But I do think after this morning, I think it'll be a real encouragement, these words that I've got up on the screen, belong, believe, become to us as we think about, um, yeah, just being people who are following Jesus, basically. Uh, people who are friends of Jesus. Uh, so belong, believe, become. That is, I don't know whether you call it a vision or a mission statement. I'm not really sure how that all works. But um, to expand it out a little bit, I've got there. So belonging, we want to see young people of all ages feel belonging in our midst. We seek to be a place where those beyond the walls of the church find belonging when they come into contact with us. So not that necessarily they would be coming into church, but that as we go out in the community, they would feel belonging as they interact with us. Uh, So that's one of our hopes. Um, Believe, we want to see young people come to know and believe in the work of Christ uh, so we can encourage healthy spiritual development so that we can grow together and we can journey in life together. And then become, we want to see disciples who make disciples. So people who love Jesus, showing other people that they can love Jesus too. And then the cycle continues. And we seek to be a community where both young people, leaders, everyone are encouraged to grow in their gifting and that they would have a desire to serve the people around them because that's exactly what Jesus did. Um, So that's just a quick little 
kind of uh, overview of that, and it links in really well with what I'm going to be talking about this morning. Um, <clears throat> because I think for us um, in our world today, and particularly, not particularly young people, I think for all of us, but I see it a lot, um, like it's very easy to spot in young people, I think, is that they we feel like we must behave before we can belong. We have to look like something before we can then find belonging somewhere. So I don't know, um, anybody barrack for a football team? I don't. Go the Blues. Tim, when... Oh, yeah, well, we had the... We're too late. You're too late. <laughs> When you're when you're at a say a footy game, we're talking about the Crane team. No, all and Carlton. Nice, nice. Um, I know nothing about football, so I have no opinion. Um, but <laughs> so when you go when you go to a game, Tim, would you feel out of place if you weren't wearing something blue at a game? Like if you were to go and you were in the crowd and you're amongst um, a group of people who belong to a team. Would you feel a little bit out of place, maybe, if you were in a colour that the other t- team was wearing? <laughs> like red and black, <laughs> maybe? Yeah. Yeah, cool. So that's just one example. Like, that's a very kind of, um, not a very deep example, but it's just our mindset sometimes is that we have to look like something, uh, behave like this in order to belong somewhere. And I think, yeah, we see it. You probably know, even just looking at your own kids, if you've got kids, or just looking at kids around you, young people, um, that there is this pressure to look a certain way and act a certain way before they feel like they've found somewhere where they belong. Um, And I put that up there as the lie, because it's a lie um, that is told to us, uh, because um, as we're going to talk about this morning, we actually... um, Jesus wants us to belong with him before we even do anything, you know. We don't have to do anything, be anything uh, before we just come and be uh, with Jesus. Um, So it says in, uh, so this is the truth. This is the truth that we have. Romans 5, verse 6 to 8. It says, you see, at just the right time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That last verse in particular, God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, 100% not perfect at all, we were dead in our sin, Christ died for us so that we could belong uh, with him. That's just uh, for me. I just like I could just stop there because um, I think the truth of who Christ is um, just blows my mind away, um, and I think it should be for us this morning an encouragement to go. You know what? There's there's a God out there who loves me so much that uh, He would send His Son so that I don't have to like. I don't have to get dressed up or, you know, I don't have to sort out my stuff before I come and belong somewhere, you know, um, because I think if we look outside of Jesus, we'll never find a place like that. We'll never find a place where we just um, 
authentically find belonging before anything else really happens. Um, <clears throat> because, you know, God, God already knows. God already knows who we are. He didn't go into sending Jesus with this false understanding of who the people were that he was saving. He knew... Um, he knows what's, uh, you know, behind the, you know, when you're like, someone comes over for dinner and you shove all the things in the closet or, um, I don't know, hide things under a blanket or um, put the, shove it in the dishwasher, make it look like the kitchen's clean. Um, God, God knows that stuff. And I don't just mean your house. I mean, in here, God knows what's going on. He knows what's in there. He knows what's... Um, he knows what we're trying to hide from everyone else. Um, so he didn't send his son um, without the knowledge of what, who he was sending them for. And I think, it, again, blows my mind that he, he, he knew that there were going to be people that would never accept his gift of freedom. And he did it anyway. He knew that each one of us had a choice to follow him or not. And he still decided that it was worth it to send his son for our freedom. And I don't know, that just just gets me. 100%. Um, so back to the story of Zacchaeus. I just had a mini sermon. Sorry. I didn't write notes today, so I'm just, <laughs> just going with uh, what God's telling me to say. But um, So the story of Zacchaeus. Um, now, this was a guy, I don't know if you know a lot about tax collectors back in the day, um, but they were pretty much, if you were to think of like a thug today, you know, like a pretty mean guy, person, steals things from people, um, steals stuff from people that maybe he grew up um, playing with at the playground. You know, these were people that he were he was neighbours with, the people that he was stealing from, because back in... At the time of this story, the Roman government had come in and um, put tax on the people and then gotten people to come and be the people to collect the tax. Um, it's an important part of the story. Um, so he was a guy who wasn't very nice. And to get money, he wasn't just getting what they owed. He was taking more and more and more than what they owed. Um, so he wasn't very nice. Um, wasn't a very nice guy. And I think sometimes, particularly me, I've grown up in church listening to this story. And you think um, Zacchaeus, and there's a song that we do at church. Um, it's not the one that you guys are thinking of, though. Uh, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. But that word, wee little man, it kind of thinks as he was this little, uh, I'm just a little guy, just hanging out. But he was very much known for a lot of bad stuff. He wasn't this guy that was hiding in the shadows. He was out there doing the bad stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get that through to you because I think sometimes we can like go oh but he was just a you know little guy um <laughs> but he was a bad guy um and when Jesus when Jesus comes past there's a whole group of people there that um that I'll actually they kind of know who Jesus is and they're they're wanting to hang out with him and hear what he has to say and um Zacchaeus had obviously heard 
about Jesus because he was there that day. He was around, and he wanted to he wanted to know what it was all about. Um, but um, there was this whole other group of people there who um, obviously thought they were a much much better people than who Zacchaeus was. So he came in, and there was a man, Zacchaeus, tax collector, who we've talked about. He sought to see who Jesus was, and he couldn't see because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up a tree. And then when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him. He said to Zacchaeus, Make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And I, I think it's interesting because I think Zacchaeus probably, like his attitude, I think maybe when he got up the tree might have been, oh, I just want to, what's this guy on about? You know, what is he doing here? Like, I don't, you know, I'm, you know, a little bit too good for whatever's going on, but I kind of am interested. And then when Jesus says, come down, um, he comes down with haste and he receives him joyfully, which I just think is very interesting. I have nothing else to say on that. It's just that there is joy in him in the moment that he meets Jesus. Um, and this is really wanna, where I want to rest a little bit for a minute, is that then Zacchaeus, so they, so they went to his house, and they're having dinner, and there's lots of people there, and um, probably some other disciples and things as a group, because Jesus came with an entourage. Um, and... Zacchaeus stood and he said to the Lord, look, Lord. And just in those first two words, some time between Zacchaeus climbing that tree, going to dinner with Jesus, at some point in that time, he has come to understand that the man in front of him was God, the Son of God. And it wasn't because he knew, had previous understanding. It was that in that moment, he was with Jesus. And the first words he stands up and says are, look, Lord, look, Lord, you are God. I know you are God. And then out of that, so he just, just with spending time with Jesus, he experienced belonging with Jesus in that moment. And he came to understand who Jesus was. And then out of that is the believing and the becoming part that I was talking about before, this idea that, you know, because I've come into contact with Jesus and I've belonged with him, maybe just for an hour, two hours, three hours, I don't know, um, out of that place, there's a change in my spirit. I don't want to keep doing what I was doing. I don't want to be that man anymore. I want to give all the things I have to the poor. And if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I want to restore it fourfold. So not just restore it, not just go, oh, yep, I'll just give everything back and, you know. But he wanted to actually, that, and I just think that's an incredible change in his attitude. Um, and that's just because he spent some time with Jesus. There's another, there's another story uh, where Jesus um, <clears throat> comes and he's calling his disciples. There's a guy, his name is Levi. Matthew, um, and he says, I'm just going to read it from Matthew 9. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth, and he said, follow me. He told him, Matthew got up and followed him. 
While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, interesting, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. But when the Pharisees or the religious people of the time, um, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And then this is what Jesus said. He said, on hearing this, Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. And the thing was, when he said that, I've, for I've come to call the righteous, I have come, I have, for I have not come to call the righteous, but I've come to call the sinners. Um, they didn't understand the righteous people of the time. They didn't understand what he was really talking about because what he's really saying is that none of you guys are righteous because you're not me. You are all in the same boat and you all need someone to save you. And, um, and I think that's where, that's where we are as people. We're the same. Um, it says in Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are all justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came through Christ. We have all fallen short. Zacchaeus was short, but he fell short. He fell short of God. Um, You know, even if he was tall, he would have fallen short. Even if he was young, he would have fallen short. If he was old, he would have fallen short. We are all in that place. We all need a saviour. Um, and if you hear anything, I'm not going to talk for much longer, just a couple more minutes. If you hear anything from me today, I want you to hear that it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. It doesn't matter what you look like. If you have years of knowledge about Jesus... If you have none at all, Jesus came for you. And all he requires of you is that you say yes to spending some time with him, to begin to get to know him. Jesus wants to be your friend. He wants you ultimately above anything else to experience belonging in him, in who he is. And from there... We're all on a journey, aren't we? We're all on a journey, young and old, of believing and becoming people who are more like Jesus once we've made that decision to spend time with with him. And you know, the coolest part is, I think, the coolest part, I mean, that's pretty cool, Jesus coming for us. It's very cool. But for me, I think the coolest part is that, and this is a little bit, at the moment we're talking about outreach here at church, and it's a little bit in line with that, but, you know, God invites us to be a part of that sharing, belonging with other people. Um, because of the way, because of um, the way Jesus has reached into our lives, into our space, into our brokenness and the things that we mess up on. Um, Because he's reached into our lives, we get to take Jesus with us out there to other people, to the people we come into contact with down the street, to the people we sit next to at school, to the people uh, that we go to work with, uh, to the people that 
we play in the playground with. We get to be people who help others find belonging in Jesus as well. And we don't, I think the important thing is to remember that we're all on a different journey. We're all on a different point of the journey. We're never going to be on the same journey as another person. Um, But like Jesus, I think it's just important for us sometimes to say, hey, do you want to come to my house for dinner? Or I'll come to your house for dinner. That'd be a bit rude inviting yourself over. I don't know. Um, But no, you understand what I'm saying. Just the idea of sitting with people and sharing sharing your life, life with someone. And if you have Jesus inside you, you take Jesus with you wherever you go. And so when you go to ha- someone's house for dinner or when you sit down in the playground or at school next to someone else, Jesus is in you. And so they're coming into contact with Jesus in that moment. And so we have the opportunity, um, yeah, to share, to act like Jesus would, to love people and uh, have kindness. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cool. So belong believe become but remember you don't have to be anything before you come and belong with Jesus um, and then it's a journey from from there and uh, I know I I love being on the journey with people and so if you don't feel like you belong anywhere or you've never experienced belonging in who Jesus is I'd invite you to spend some time with him to open a Bible or tap someone on the shoulder who you know maybe knows a little bit about Jesus and and talk to them and um, yeah and we we just love going then on that journey with you as you experience who Jesus is and um, and there's plenty of people here I know that would love love to be a part of that and so yeah I just invite you now just to take a moment um, I'm just going to pray as we finish and we're going to finish with some songs but um, yeah, just don't forget that you don't you don't have to be anything for God to love you because he already loves you the way you are. We're going to pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much uh, for this morning. Thank you for the way uh, that you um, just make yourself known in our lives, Lord. Thank you for uh, the way that you're desiring to rescue uh, the people us you're desiring to rescue us lord you desire there's a whole world of people you're desiring to rescue lord and restore uh into people who are more like you lord um people who are kind and loving and uh people who are uh yeah just more like who jesus is so i just thank you for the opportunity we have this morning to uh, spend time together and talk about who you are um Lord, and I pray you would just encourage our spirits to, um, yeah, if we're on a journey, we're not sure where we're at on the journey. If we're, um, if we don't know much about Jesus, Lord, I would just pray that you would um, help us uh, to, uh, yeah, just seek out more of who you are, Lord. Would you be prompting us? Would you be bringing things to mind, Lord? Would you? Um, would there just be something going on in the, on the inside of us that? Um, we can't deny that that Jesus has come to hang out with us, Lord. Um, and I just, yeah, for the rest of us, Lord, who are, you know, maybe we, we know Jesus, we love Jesus, we belong with Jesus, we know that, Lord, but would you just help us as we uh, 
uh, people becoming more like you, Lord, and as we seek to um, reach out to other people. So we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.